0: Did you live in Bethesda?
1: Yeah, I, I was going to save it for the podcast. Is this the podcast?
0: I mean, we might as well get started. Hey, everybody, <laughs> welcome to Bloody Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Maria Felix. This is my co-host, Lori Camp. our resident guest, Up Dumalik, and our guest, the fucking TikTok famous, now Instagram famous, Katie Molinaro. Woo!
2: Woo! Of, yeah, e- of Edith myself. Katie, <laughs> are you are, are you Instagram famous now?
1: I have twelve point six thousand followers.
0: Jesus Christ! It's nothing to sneeze at. It's a lot.
3: Well, you're just—I mean, you're just overall extremely funny. I've just watching you at uh, the Peck Theater has always been a pleasure because you're just so—you just come up with so many funny things that yeah. it's just Aww. so. Thank you. I'm glad. Boy. I'm glad that you're finally getting the recognition that you deserve, which is TikTok fame <laughs> and Instagram fame.
0: <laughs> that is the biggest thing. <laughs> because you so. are
3: you've been doing so much like hilarious stuff that like, you know, I'm glad that it's it, people are being like, Hey, we should probably pay attention to her because yeah, you. you're
0: awesome. It's true. Yeah. I was I was gonna introduce you as Katie Pumpkin Tits Monaro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've moved on. Yeah. <laughs> I've moved uh, onward and upward.
2: Katie, you're you're a dear friend of mine, so I'm gonna go against the grain, and I'm gonna say I think you're a jerk. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm kidding. You're great.
3: (laughs) Well, I will I will say this is a this is a a little bit of a weird statement, but I will say that the first time, so I had seen you do sketch comedy, and then uh, we asked you to do stand up for a show that uh, my improv theater my improv team is putting on. And I was like, I don't know how good she is, but she, I, I know that she does she's done stand-up. So we booked you. And literally you were telling jokes and you literally made me so laugh that I couldn't I couldn't laugh. All I could form the words is, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I just was laughing so hard. So I got pretty angry because I was like, Look, I'm I'm good at stand-up, I'm not great at sketch. You are great at both, and I'm like, son of a motherfucker. Like, uh, oh. Aw. So.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Lori. That's really so nice.
3: You're an asshole for being so funny. That's how I
0: feel. <laughs>
1: Thanks. <laughs> I am an asshole.
0: I think you're nice, so. That's all i I think you're well, a nice person.
1: You're not. So, like, you're a bitch, so, like, that's why you think I'm nice. But I'm not. Yeah i'm not nice at the end
0: well i do I agree pretend with everybody to be
1: nice on tiktok
0: yeah yeah I have,
1: to, I have to stay family friendly i would
3: like to tell a little bit of history about the, the our topic because so um a lot of like people know from the podcast that i I uh, find older white women to be a thirst trap. And it's the blander, the better. Those are the the women that I find. So, um, of course, I think it's obvious that I think Nancy Grace is hot. So, I started reading a bunch of her stuff because she would promote her crime books and stuff. And she recommended this book on her show. And I was watching her show. And masturbating. And uh, Mm -hmm. she recommended this book. And I was like, oh, I meanly have. And then I read it. And I was so angry about this story that I would, like, bitch to anyone and everyone. And I I think I had said something to you, Marie. And you were like, oh, that sounds so uh so frustrating and then like you had saw that i that the book was on my audible and you were like oh and i was like oh wait till you read it it's gonna be so frustrating and then you were doing the research and you're like oh my god (laughs) this story so
0: the story is frustrating because the i I consider the murderer of just so dumb like she just made like bad choice after bad choice my favorite thing though uh, about the first book, Yoga in the Murder Store. I think that's the that's the one. They have very similar titles. There's the two main sources we used for this one: are Yoga in the Murder Store and. Wouldn't it be murder in the? Store? Murder store? So, yeah. <laughs> 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 it? Be? I
3: was like, "Wait a second! What did I, I
1: say?
2: You said mur- you said Yoga in the Murder Store." Just like, w- what else do they sell? That's where
1: I, mean, I want to do inaccurate. yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, that does seem like a, a high offense. If you go to a place that just sells like chainsaws and hammers, and
2: yeah, they're like, we have a yoga class. It's like, oh, yeah,
3: and then yeah. you just start doing yoga. People are like, what the fuck? So,
0: <laughs> okay, uh, murder yeah. in the yoga store by Peter <laughs> Ross Range, and the other one is the Yoga Store Murder by Dan Morse. Yes, so. M- Murder in the Yoga Store. It focused a lot on the culture around Lululemon, which I thought was like, okay, this is a bit much. Like he, you're glorifying, like, how he glorified Lululemon more than the people who wear Lululemon glorified Lululemon, to the point where he was like, this dynasty, this Canadian dynasty of yoga, like it's just like, okay, dude, it's. I thought Lululemon was
2: a clothing store.
0: It's, it's a is. cult. And it, it's, it's kind it's pretty cultish. Cult or so that's a cult. But it, it's a it is it's a clothing brand. Uh-huh. But you know, they got their 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 thing is yoga pants. Ah,
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know,
0: yoga okay. pants and yoga gear and other athletic gear. Um but anyway. Uh that was my one thing. And the other thing too is that interestingly enough, that guy has gone on to write two Hitler books that were big hits. <laughs> which is <laughs> I what found great art... it...
1: topical
3: yeah Hitler in the art store is that what it's supposed to be well, I don't
0: know <laughs> <laughs> For the top... art. it's more
2: art in the Hitler store
0: Hitler yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like one is like 1928 the year that made Hitler <laughs> art in the Hitler <laughs>
2: store <laughs> yeah that was his year that's the year he really fucking started going
0: yeah that was the Studio 54 <laughs> Studio 54 <laughs> Okay. So, let's jump into the actual story before we keep deviating even more. And Katie, please, please, please add whatever you remember and I hope it's not weird to talk about. I'm no. sorry if you if you were friends with either of these people.
1: I di- I wasn't friends. I have a it's a very weird story if you want me to.
0: Jump do- into your story? Yes.
1: Okay. Well, I used to work for Lululemon right out of college. I um was there for a couple Christmases. It was really weird. Uh, it felt very culty and I wasn't going to like join in on that. And I felt very shunned because of it. Um, I went to work at a place called Lucy Activewear. Are you familiar?
0: I am no. not.
1: <laughs> so Lucy was a rival of Lululemon. It was right across from the Lululemon in Bethesda and okay. i inter- i interviewed at both stores the lululemon and the lucy and the lucy was the one that hired me so like my first night at lucy um we get we, we we're told that uh there were two men like masked men the night before who because you know that that woman who ended up killing the other employee yeah, she, yes yes yeah, and so people are not familiar with the story, the the girl, what's her name, Brittany?
0: Brittany, Norwood? yeah, Brittany Norwood.
1: Yeah, Brittany Norwood, uh, murdered Jana. Jana, uh,
0: I think. Yeah, Jana. Jana Murray.
1: We obviously were not close, because um, I don't know her <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. um, and. Yeah, they said that there were two masked men, so we had to, like, walk to our cars together. We were like, oh, my goodness. And then we find out the next day that it was her that murdered the employee. And I was just like, I wow. couldn't believe it. We were like, we were working when someone was getting murdered across
0: the street. Wow. 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 <laughs> and you, um, did you guys hear anything? Because the Apple people heard stuff.
1: We did not hear anything um, because we were on the opposite side of the street. The Apple Store was right next to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To the right. Oh my
0: gosh! All right, let's start. That's that's incredible. That's 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 nuts. And I I really, I had no idea. I had you. I had this story saved for you because you knew. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've I've known this whole time since 2011. (laughs)
1: you know that I just have thought about murder this whole time yes <laughs> like why would I not think about murder someone gets murdered for freaking stealing yoga pants I mean it I wasn't
0: would, uh... yeah it wasn't even for stealing the yoga pants it was because she caught her stealing the yoga pants
1: Right. Damn. yeah
0: so on Saturday oh. March 12th 2011 Rachel Oretli which maybe you knew Katie, the manager of the Lululemon Athletica store in Bethesda Row, uh, which is a shopping area of Bethesda, Maryland, unlocked the door and entered the store to find the store in slight disarray, but with bloody footprints tracked all over the showroom. Rachel backed out of the store, not sure what to do. Next door at the Apple store, Ryan Ha was waiting outside. He was first in line. For the new iPad, but it was the second day, so you know, I'm not as proud of him, I guess.
3: All right, well then you're not first in line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're obviously not. Yeah, but imagine, like, imagine buying an like getting in line to buy an iPad
0: and you see, like exactly <laughs> what he's yeah. about to see. Bloody. Yeah, so he...
2: <laughs> would you get offline or would you just be like, well, I'm fucking first?
0: Well, he was first <laughs> no. No, and he was like super first where nobody else had arrived yet. Yeah,
1: oh. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't leave line.
2: Nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a chair, he's got snacks. He's like, ah, oh, that's a shame.
1: Uh, yeah. oh,
3: sucks to be her. All right. Well, 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 I'm first in line on the second day.
0: Like, <laughs> you don't even know if they have any left, man. It's the second day.
2: Richard Ha. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Ha. Ryan Ha.
0: <laughs> so Ryan sees the look on Rachel's face as she backs out of the store, and he asks her if she needs help, and she tells him that, I think there's some something happened in the store, and he offers to go in to, and take a look while she waits oh. outside.
2: While she saves his space in line.
0: Well, she's <laughs> yeah. yeah. That had- was a good one.
1: It was a good one. It's a good one.
2: He's like, all right. Oh you my know- god, I'll co- I'll help you. Just sit here and don't yes, fucking I- let anybody in front of you. I
3: was just gonna say that. You know that he put her on his chair where he was saving his. Just no. no. She's like, maybe I should sit at the curb. No, no, no. Sit at the seat. Yeah. Somebody needs to be here. <laughs>
0: So after he gave her some checks, Mix, Ryan headed into the store and towards the back oh. through the changing area where there were more blood splatters, a wooden hanger on the floor and cleaning solution. He got to the back of the store where there was a stock room, a hallway and a purple door that led into that led to a, a smaller highway or a, sm- a smaller hallway to the rear emergency exit. He tried to open the purple door, but it was blocked. He looked in and saw a woman in a puddle of blood face down. He turned back and headed out the store to report it. On his way out, he heard a groan from the bathroom, opened the door, and saw another woman lying there. That's fucking terrifying, dude. That like, is terrifying. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't think I would have been the one to to say, like, I'll go in. I'll go no. check it out. No. It could be zombies. You know, you never know. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I wouldn't immediately go to zombies, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's my first. But I definitely would, I would be like, anything happened, I'd be like, well, I'll I'll be the first one to call the police. But I'm definitely not going inside.
0: I don't know if I go in or not. I wouldn't want you to go in. I'm pretty brave, so I'd probably do it. No, but it could be a zombie. It could be an infected I know how to kill zombies.
1: There could be a murderer inside. You would be too. You would. You would go in. Uh,
2: maybe.
3: Maybe.
2: Depends on no. how. Depends on how like, hot those iPads are, man. <laughs> it
3: really depends. <laughs> but it's not the Apple Store. Look, if you told me there was a murder inside the Apple Store, I'd be like, yeah, maybe I'll go inside. If oh, I can dude. Get free-
2: <laughs> oh my God. If, if there was a fucking murder at the at the Apple Store, I would run <laughs> into the front and just nab shit like. Yes. I would just boost so much shit.
0: <laughs> police arrived a few minutes later.
3: I just love the fact that you would run in, steal stuff and they'd be like, oh, did you find out who? if anybody was hurt? Oh, uh,
1: yeah, everybody's good. I, I,
2: I, I wouldn't even answer. I'd be too busy running away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they
1: showed up just a few minutes later.
0: <laughs> the police
1: in Maryland.
0: <laughs> well I guess there happened to be a patrol car in the area already, so that was the first one to arrive.
1: And oh. it is
0: it is Bethesda Row.
1: Oh yeah, they a
0: lot of white people. Yeah. Oh yes. that's why. So before paramedics I was there like last week.
1: Just oh yeah. That was there like two months ago. <laughs> Not last week.
0: That's where yeah, you well you yeah, you were hanging out in the whole Washington DC area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Looking for murder. (laughs) Looking for some Lululemon murders. I mean, why not? Sure. (laughs) If it happened once, it could happen twice. Oh, shit. I was surprised to see that this store is still open. It's still going. This particular. they,
1: They remodeled the whole thing. They had to. Have you seen the photos online?
0: I saw the ones that at the time had like a big wooden facade kind of thing, like a wooden pattern outside. Is it different now or is that the new one? Um,
1: it's a new one, I think. And there's, a, but there's like photos of the bloody inside of the little Oh, Leather. yeah. Yes. You can Google it.
0: Yeah. So that's w- remodeled. <laughs> they brought in a new interior designer for that. They had to that. kind of redo that did you keep it i think they kept
1: it for halloween but then they got rid of it again oh man
2: that'd be so awesome if they were like you know they put the body they put the tape outlining the body and when they're done they're like detectives it's october 15th so maybe leave it down oh my goodness it's
0: just it's just festive you know like it's fun (laughs) (laughs) just a good time yeah So before paramedics took her, a sergeant took pictures of the woman in the bathroom. She was alive. Her hands zip-tied in front of her and above her head. So uh, her feet were zip-tied too. And the crotch of her pants had been cut open. And her arms and face were caked in blood. But it was hard to tell how injured she actually was. At the hospital, the survivor, who we named earlier as Brittany Norwood, started to talk. The first thing she asked Detective Mackie was if her friend was okay. Mackie yeah. told her she hadn't been to the scene yet. She decided it would be best to leave out that her sergeant had already confirmed for Mackie that the girl in the rear hallway identified as Jaina Murray was dead. Mackie took Brittany's statement about what happened that night. She stated that her and Jaina had closed the shop together while Katie was across the street, <laughs> <laughs> insane, insane. I've never been close. I don't think I've ever been close to a murder. Like, it, like, uh, you know. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've been close to a murder as it was happening. I don't. Well, like in Nicaragua, like people getting shot. Sure. But sure. like not.
1: But like not like a full on serial, not serial killer, but like deranged murder. Right.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The
3: closest I've ever come is uh, my dad throws a Super Bowl party for work friends and stuff every every year. (laughs) And I want to say about and and somebody died there. Um, No, (laughs) I want to say about two, maybe three years ago, a work friend of his that was like somebody he kind of knew came and I said hi to him like and we talked for a hot second and I talked to his wife and then that you know that was it. And then maybe like two weeks later he killed his wife and himself. And so that's the closer come to like an wow. actual death or anything. Wow. Yeah. That's- I that's not it's on my all on my uh my Tinder profile. That's how i at Star.
1: <laughs> I saw a dead body on my birthday. <sighs> two days ago? Yeah. Really? At Disneyland. Uh, Disney- driving back from disneyland there was some traffic and we were all going a little slow and i looked over and there were some cop cars and there was like <laughs> i don't know why i'm laughing it's not funny <laughs> it's,
0: you don't need to explain this to us
1: there was, no, man, there was a man with his eyes open and his head busted in like blood Jesus everywhere on the ground cute. whoa and i was like whoa did you say it was a car accident or he i was don't just know dead? Oh. Don't know. Unsure. All I know is head on rocks with blood. God. Cool. I'm sorry you had to see that. It's okay. You know, it was a little birthday. I was like, wow, birthday dead body. Great. (laughs) 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 That's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't Uh, like it. I didn't like
2: it. I've seen I've been privy to two dead bodies. One was when I lived near your old place. Um, when I lived over on Loma, uh
0: huh,
2: uh, there was a guy who got shot when I was outside walking my dog, and it like it just happened, so I saw that. Wow! And the other time I was uh-huh. working, I was working at a bar on the west side, and the it, the bar was um, it shared a bathroom with a restaurant, and the bar got robbed, and then the guys robbed the rest robbed the bar, and then they went and they killed one of the chefs.
0: Oh, so was it? Why did they kill a chef? Was it because like in once upon a time in Mexico, when the guacamole is too good, he yeah, had to kill the chef.
3: <laughs> yeah, he put too much. Uh, he, put, he put mayonnaise in the guacamole, and was like, "No, do You have to doing? kill
0: the chef when the guacamole is too good." <laughs> too, oh, too good. <laughs> Honestly, oh, I, thought, I, I didn't.
2: I think what happened is that the chef was trying to stop him, and then shit just went sideways. Oh. Yeah, crazy. Mm.
3: I I think it was Maria's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it was. Huh? I'm gonna go with that one too. Yeah, <laughs> Steve zom- Buscemi was there. Yeah, yeah. zombies too. Man is know. in the guac. <laughs>
2: That's how zombies get made. I love
1: so- guac. <laughs> I do. It's great.
0: It is it great. delicious. So I'm- Brittany stated that her uh that her and jana had closed the shop together, but a few minutes after they departed, she realized. That she forgot her wallet in the store, and needed her metro card for it to get home. She called Jaina to let her back in, and Jaina mentioned that she had forgotten her laptop anyway. So they met back at the store. While in the store, off their guard, didn't notice two masked men wearing all black slip into the store behind them. According to Brittany, the men attacked them. A short man hit her and asked, "Where's the money?" So she opened three small safes behind the register for him. A tall man dragged Brittany or dragged Jana to the back, where she could hear her screaming and being hit over and over. Brittany was dragged by her short assailant to the bathroom, where he briefly raped her with his penis and further with a serrated wooden hanger. Oh she, she said that while he raped her he called her the N-word said he had never been with an N-word, and that he also knew her full name and claimed to know where she lived. As she listened to her friend's attack, the man also said that Jaina—that it was happening to Jaina because of her. She described where she was hit, cut, and slapped. She had a large wedge in her thumb and forefinger and a welt on her head, along with slices on her back, arms, and thighs. She said she couldn't see their faces at all, but she said that the attackers sounded white. <laughs> She's like she said they had ski masks on, but that yeah. she couldn't see the around their eyes, which is it's so unlikely. Yeah. Also, I don't
3: know. I don't know if you read this, but they were. They also mentioned that um, Chipotle is the best, best Mexican food. That was another reason she knew that they were white. And uh, <laughs> uh, also, we're, we're talking nonstop about how um, uh, Post Malone <laughs> is actually a really good rapper and people don't give him enough due. Yeah. So, that was another way that
2: they knew. Maybe, maybe she couldn't tell that they were white because they pulled like a Batman and they rubbed a whole bunch of like soot around their eyes. Oh, yeah. With the mask oh, that, on. That, that and they were like, let's get inside the store.
0: <laughs> or like, like Watchmen. Where he oh, yeah. puts white makeup on. Oh yeah. Some you
2: know,
0: it, wor- it works both ways, guys. That's <laughs>
3: interesting that you say that because another <laughs> another thing that made her know that he was white was that he kept saying he was really excited to see the Snyder cut of the Justice. League, uh, so.
0: That's I don't get that reference, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's dumb. A lot of white some, guys are very excited about somewhere,
0: it.
3: Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere some one white guy is going. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am excited.
3: Yes. Oh, <laughs> I agree. I concur.
0: So Detective Mackey, who took Britney's statement, returned to the crime scene and read her report to the dozen cops and Sar- Sergeant Wittenberger and Detective. Oh.
1: <laughs> dozen
0: cops? Yeah. There was like a dozen <laughs> cops there at the crime scene. Plus the two leads. <laughs> A dozen. I don't know why. <laughs> but they had, all in all, I think they had 17 cops Jesus. at the scene the wow. night of the uh, of the inve- the night the investigation started. Oh, I gotta see this. That yeah. They were doing. <laughs> is, is that unheard of? And, the, and they're like, fucking, they're never gonna send a dozen cops for somebody. <laughs> well, <laughs> well,
3: I, I I always feel like they send more cops like anytime there's like somebody gets pulled over at the Del Taco near my house there's at least 12 cop cars like and they always have to show up and then it's just them sitting around talking yeah. the entire time so yeah I feel like they were like they just like uh, Katie was saying they're just like guys come over here you're not gonna believe this <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Sergeant, um, the dozen cops <laughs> included Sergeant Wittenberger and Detectives Jim Drury and Dimitri Ruven, who were the leads on the case. Jim, uh, as described in the books, is essentially Danny Glover, is the way that they make him sound. And like Dimitri Ruven is uh, like a smart. Eastern European-descended rookie detective. I was thinking it could be uh, maybe, like, Adam Driver. I don't know. I don't know so, who would play with the movie. So
2: it's it's a reimagining of Lethal Weapon.
0: Yes. Yeah, the Kind of, but it's... Yeah, I guess. Riggs! Riggs! No, but Danny Glover now. Oh, Danny he's like now. Yeah, he's, he, uh, like, uh, <laughs> Jim Drury's, like, he's close to retirement age. Aw,
2: Danny Glover now is so sweet.
0: News spread quickly of the attack in the town As we were talking about earlier To say that Bethesda, Maryland Is an affluent place Is an understatement And now we have an insider view So let me know if any of this sounds uh, Incorrect, Katie Okay 85 of their population is Caucasian Oh yeah 50% of the population over 25 years old Has postgraduate degrees I
1: would say
0: so The average family income is $168,000, and that was like seven years ago, so it's probably more now. Machi machi They've been ranked in Forbes, Time, and Self Magazine as one of the best places to live. They boast eight Pulitzer Prize winner residents and many a political person that lives there too, providing a direct vein to D.C. Hmm. Yes.
1: That is correct.
0: So, it's a nice place to live. A great place to raise your kids. (laughs) Truly. Figure it out. So, yeah. The bourgeois of Bethesda were terrified when the murder happened, uh, as it was considered a very safe community. So, as the story spread, the men in black changed to black men from hundreds of leads and tips that were coming in. Did that ever happen with you, Katie? Did you think it was a black guy?
1: did I think it
0: was <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you think it was <laughs> yeah a trap. I'm kidding a trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: Katie I want you to say on a recording did you think it was a black guy I, I, I,
0: I assure you
2: Katie me laughing in the background is us doubling down I know. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> yeah Katie
1: <laughs> Katie what do you say <laughs>
0: I thought it was the Men in Black from the Men in Black movie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> some managers started. Uh, some managers of the stores in the area started pointing a finger at a homeless guy who frequented who frequented the Bethesda Row area, Keith Lockett. Keith suffers from schizophrenia and often stayed at a nearby homeless shelter. He was mainly known for getting too drunk and yelling at women, which. You know, that that is what it is.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it is what it is. But I mean, like, I guess what I want to know is, like, what were what was he yelling? You know, like, there have been some actually very pleasant drunk men who have been like, "Hey, I think you're undervalued." (laughs) Like, so I think that would be sweet.
0: I don't know what he was yelling, but it made the people that he yelled at uncomfortable, because whenever somebody's yelling at you, it's uncomfortable.
3: Well, he had I un- like to hear the words and not not what the what the not what they're saying, not the <laughs> tone.
0: <laughs> he also had a record of robbery and other misdemeanors. Oh man! A manager said he had seen Keith with two white guys the day of the murder and also that he had a backpack on that he had never seen Keith wear before. So they started looking into him. At first, the lead seemed promising. Lululemon didn't have security cameras, but the Apple Store did.
1: No security cameras?
0: No. I know, isn't that nuts? But they didn't need them, I guess, because you just, you know, you trust in, like, Vadas Yaha. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) when
3: when you're one with yoga... Yeah. We don't need security cameras.
0: Uh this is Bethesda.
2: We don't need video cameras. Thank you very much.
1: Scoot. Yeah, I mean, very white, very Jewish.
0: <laughs> but the Apple store did have security cameras. In the camera footage of the exterior emergency exit, detectives saw two men in black, one carrying a backpack. They tracked down after this. They tracked down Keith, who was in a hospital fifteen miles away. He had been beat up and his arm broken. He said that they had nothing to do with the crime that they that uh, of in the yoga store, but that he had been beat up by two by two guys at a club. And if he said that, I probably would have believed him because it's like ah, oh, it's kind of sucks for you to have to admit you got beat up. He also started making claims about how he had, quote, seen a black dude and a Hispanic dude rob that lady and cut her. So the cops started thinking that they had their man. They interrogated him for hours after he got discharged. But Keith's claims got nuttier and even more non sequitur. And he would interrupt them every time that they tried to read him his rights. (laughs)
3: that sounds like kind of like a sovereign citizen a little bit of like if you if i if you don't finish it doesn't count
0: and it's true (laughs) is that true (laughs) yeah at least that that's why they they couldn't keep questioning him about it after hours because they're like we can't like get him to understand his rights therefore anything that he would (laughs) confess to it won't count it won't be admissible in court
2: that is fucking crazy like you have the right to remain have you guys seen fargo it's a very entertaining show you have on fx the right
3: to remain silent no 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 hold on we got to talk about the cinematography the i don't want to be silent. Right <laughs>
2: cinematography is great seems like every scene is easy to it gets better all
3: right i can't finish and talk about that the cinematography is terrible there's no it's all white shot okay now okay. we
2: now no, we got a no, conversation
3: you can, you can get everything in a white shot you know of course it's gonna look fine i want to see some close-ups
0: There are plenty of close-ups. Stay with it.
3: (laughs) All right, now I got to start over. You have the right to be silent. Anything Uh, uh, you say. Also,
2: Future Man's pretty good.
3: (laughs) Oh, okay. You know what? (laughs) Again, I know I'm supposed to keep going, but Future Man is terrible. All right, right. it is a story about a. uh, It's it's trying to be something it can't get. It can't pay (laughs) pay off.
0: So uh, they kept Keith in custody uh, with a bench warrant that he had out in the meantime while they continued the investigation. The investigators had already learned a lot. They learned that the Lululemon shop shared a wall, like Katie said, with the Apple store next door. So the detectives also questioned the Apple store employees. Amazingly, the manager, Jaina, This one's Jana. Yeah, this one's Jana. Amazing. The manager Jana there said that she did hear something the night before. Around 10 p.m., she heard two women arguing loudly. She approached the shared wall and heard two women, one who said, stop, don't do this and talk to me. And then she heard screaming. She then went and got another store employee and they listened at the wall a little longer. They heard more faint speaking and then dragging, like something dragging. Then nothing. And then they walked away. The Apple security guard didn't take out his headphones for the entire ordeal, and they didn't bother telling him to go check it out either.
3: Oh, that's awful.
1: I see. And you know what? The, uh, the sweatshirt or whatever the uh jacket that britney wore in her mugshot, i had i threw away like last year because i kept looking at it going god i can't look at this without thinking about that murder oh my god that's nuts that you had it i know i just kind of like threw it away i was like this is bad luck i think
0: i feel like yeah yeah you just can't wear it without being like ugh. <laughs>
1: so was like you had a good run, like ten years. I think I'm done. Yeah.
3: Well, you also kept murdering people whenever you put on the sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. was, I
1: yeah. thought that was a weird side effect. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's tough. I mean, I go back and forth a lot. I I actually think about. I was telling uh, Marie yesterday. I think about the Apple employees not doing anything a lot because some days I get so angry because I think they if I was in their situation, I would have done something. And some days I go, maybe I wouldn't, maybe I would have done exactly what they did.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, cause you never really know when that bystander effect is gonna, you know, it's going to take you on. Cause they were closing at the time. They're like, I want to get out of here. So I don't know. Maybe they just thought, oh, these two ladies are just arguing. But then like, I guess
1: just in this like, yo, wait, he heard them say help. She
0: she heard she heard them say stop oh god help me talk to me yeah and then some
3: dragging yeah yeah
0: that's kind of I guess the point where you have to be like okay no matter what's going on over there if you hear stop oh god then you probably should start you know making mosing at least at least asking a security guard to mosey on over and just you know take a look.
3: I view the dragging as the thing because stop oh god I know that I've been at some fe- some stores with my mom when I was a kid where she would force me to wear things like yoga <laughs> pants and I'd be like stop oh god this looks terrible Like, the, so I, I feel like maybe I could say like well maybe they're having a hard time dealing with the fact that they don't fit into the Lululemon yoga pants but <laughs> the dragging is the thing that I was like ugh just to hear that uh, and not you know, and just sort of listen,
0: but that's the it. the dragging can be attributed more to like dragging merchant like a box of merchandise to the oh, back or, or something. Or it's so
2: late. You mean dragging the trash out back? Or yeah.
0: Something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but they also heard screaming, I, like just regular screaming. Like ah. So.
3: What, what was that again? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Wait one more time. I didn't hear. It. Ah.
0: <laughs>
2: Look, they're having a party next door. We should go check it out.
3: Yeah.
2: Hey, guys. What's... Whoa. What?
3: What?
0: (laughs) On top of that, after examining the alarm, they they noticed that it had been turned off at 9.45 p.m., which aligned with when they originally left the store. And then... Or turned on. Sorry. Turned on at 9.45 p.m. when they left the store. And then turned off again at 10.05 p.m. So after that, anyone could have gone in or out of the store because it didn't get turned back on. And nobody would have noticed. Hmm. The the next strange thing was Jaina's car. Jaina's car was parked three blocks away in a lot behind the farmer's market. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. If (laughs) Jaina had to go back to the store... She would have likely had parked right out front since everything was closed anyway. Mm. A patrolman came forward and talked to the detectives saying that he saw Jaina's silver Pontiac sitting in that lot at 12.30 a.m.
1: Because she was driving it.
0: <laughs> yes. Someone was in the driver's seat. They said they had the lights on and they were head in into a parking space. So he couldn't tell from the angle if it was a man or a woman. Two hours later, he he circled again, and the car was still there with its lights on, but he couldn't tell this time if somebody was in it. Another hour later, and the car was still there, but the lights were off. Evidence from the store raised even more questions. The bloody footprints that were all over the store belonged to a pair of men's size 14 shoes. That's a big-ass shoe. That's a big-ass shoe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bet a cop said that, too, at the same time. That's a big-ass shoe. You said it, Lou.
0: <laughs>
2: God, I love you.
0: <laughs> and on the second day of investigation, Sergeant Warenberger found a laceless pair of men's sneakers on the rack. The pair on the rack were a pair of Reeboks, and they matched them exactly to all the tracks all over the store. The, huh. the tracks stopped a few feet from the emergency exit. Suddenly, back at the hospital, when asked about them, Brittany said that they belonged to the store and that the shoes were for getting sizes and alterations for their small men's section. They don't even have shoes. Yeah, I don't know why they have these, but they had a pair of them, and they had a pair for women too. Of like, why would you need to alt to? How do you even alter shoes? They also learned that Jaina had talked to two other employees on Friday, too, before leaving the store. It turns out that before close, Jaina and Brittany did a bag check, which is apparently a procedure in normal in retail when you work retail, where you check each other's bags before you leave the store.
1: I remember that.
0: Yeah. I worked at Bath and Body Works, and I I remember doing that, but I was always like, I'm just going to... I mean, I don't really want anything from here anyway, <laughs> so it worked here two weeks <laughs> um right, yeah, fucking cucumber melon, bullshit she need a paycheck. I liked
1: I liked uh what was the peony poppy? I don't know what the fuck
0: One oh the of peony blossom or and there was sweet pea, pea blossom people, blo- yeah, sweet pea, I liked sweet pea sweet pea was good, moonlight path, I liked a lot. What if, is, is bath and body work still a trendy thing with, like, high schoolers? I don't or is it over? Know. I bet it's over. My girlfriend loves it. so. But, yeah, that's because she grew up in the same time, like, where it was popular.
3: Yeah. I mean, I always see hippy-dippy people there. So, I don't know. Maybe.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. You go there on a regular basis. You just admitted it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Well, you had mm-hmm. to go. Cause I, loves I it. I mean,
3: <laughs> I mean, no, my girlfriend loves it. just shut up. I'm not. I don't care. Whatever.
1: <laughs> what are, What are some scents, Lori? I bet you know some scents. I, I, I
3: don't <laughs> know any sense there, but there is a honey one that I really like that they discontinued.
0: Oh, see, she's in. Yeah. So. <laughs> Everyone has their scent. Everyone has one, honey. Jana when she looked through Brittany's bag, saw a pair of Lululemon pants with the tags still on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Brittany claimed that she had bought the pants earlier from Chioma, one of the other coworkers. So on her way to the parking garage, Jaina called Chioma, who said she hadn't sold Brittany anything earlier. Jaina then called Rachel, the manager, and told her about the pants. Rachel told the police that everyone had already long suspected Brittany of theft because there were reports of personal money and items missing and the cash register would come up short on her shifts. Huh? All the employees had a feeling and they were all waiting for the chance to really get her like hmm. for the opportunity. And then it turned out to be Jana.
3: Oh, see that. And that was always a big thing. I know for when I worked at 24 hour fitness, is there was somebody who everybody knew was stealing, but we didn't have proof. And so it was just one of those things where it was like, you you just became a detective where you were like, you were like, "Uh, I I," like one of our coworkers like pretended to leave and then snuck back in and put on workout clothes to blend in just to catch them. And it was like, it was like a whole sting operation. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I've worked at two places where, (laughs) <laughs> I I would catch somebody stealing and be like, Are you stealing dude? And they'd be like, Yeah, dude. And I'd be like, Oh, is that <laughs> is that something we're all doing? And they'd be like, Yeah and I'd be like, Alright, cool. Pass me pass me forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> each time each boss was a fucking total piece of shit. So then we were just like, All right, well, let's go get lunch.
1: <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I guess let's steal. Yeah.
0: When my, I guess let's steal.
2: When
1: my I'm restaurant. turning
0: you in. <laughs> Good luck. When the restaurant I worked at closed, we all stole the wine because it was like a uh, like it had a like a winery. It was a really nice restaurant with oh, a nice. really big winery, but they closed without giving anybody notice. So we were like, fuck it. And then we took all the wine bottles, which were worth thousands of dollars.
2: Babe, that's what happened to me. at, the, at uh, It was a record store that I used to work at on Melrose. And the dude who owned the store was just like, hey, we're closing tomorrow. And we were like, what? And he's like, I'm, I'm on my way from San Diego right now to pick up everything. And me and my buddy, Wy- me and my buddy Wino, were just like pulling shit off the walls. Hell being yeah, like, dude. Well, Fuck, fuck you, man! Yeah, I got so many records that day. What's you can up, pick Curtis? Pick up
0: what's left.
3: <laughs> That's great. I did that. I did that with a stri- I worked for a uh, like a streaming service, and uh, I got fr- like was figured out a way to give myself a year subscription, and they let me go. <laughs> and I just went in secretly and gave myself a year free subscription to the to. Uh, to the service. Nice.
0: Yeah. Fuck it. You do not even watch it. No, I barely <laughs> watched
1: it.
3: So
2: we would all be murdered. <laughs> yes.
3: No, we would all be the murderers. Yeah. Uh, the murderers. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wait, that's Although, not so cool. Although I will say, I feel like there. Uh, this woman, I feel like, had such a weird reaction to being. See, like, if. I think maybe this was the first time she did it because if I had been caught. With pants, I would have been like, oh, you know what? I told Chiamia I was going to buy him, but then I forgot, so I'll just pay for him now. Like, you just keep, you <laughs> if you keep, if you get caught in a lie, you change the lie. That's what you're supposed to do. So,
0: you know, never, man. like, go,
3: uh-uh, and then beat somebody with a hammer. So.
0: I don't know, man. If I get caught in a lie, I start sweating bullets. Who, the heck-, like, yeah, I- who the
1: heck is murdering <laughs> for a pe- pair of pants?
0: Brittany Norwood. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'd be like, oh, there. shit! You caught me. Uh, all right, bye. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly.
3: That's what I—I I would have been like. I would have either change my life or have been like, I don't even want these stupid pants anymore.
0: <laughs> Brittany, Brittany was by uh was said by everybody to be really image obsessed. She always had her nails done. She always had her hair oh. done. She loved expensive things. She um, she always had the best clothes, which was like everyone found weird because she worked at Lululemon. You know, you can't of- really afford to wear Lululemon, ev- different Lululemon every day if you work at Lululemon, at least most of
3: the time. She's a princess and she deserves to be treated like one. Isn't that a sad indictment of Lululemon that the like the manager's like, I noticed she was wearing different Lululemon and we don't pay her enough. To wear that. Yeah,
0: they got eleven dollars an hour at the time, which is not enough to buy because one pair of Lululemon pants is two hundred dollars. No wait, a hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, it's like hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, 180.
0: still eighty. Still, it's basically two hundred bucks. A lot. Yeah. Um, so a little bit more about Britney. Britney at the time was twenty-eight years old, and she had grown up in Seattle before attending college. At Stony Brook University in Long Island on a soccer scholarship. Growing up, Brittany's parents worked hard to give her and her siblings a middle class suburban life. She ended up in situations that often made her the only black girl in the group, but that never kept her from being friendly and kind to everybody. She was the kind of person that was said to round up people for her for a 7 a.m. boot camp session. And a 6 p.m. happy hour session. She'll see. She was that coworker that was always really gung ho about being social and, and having get togethers and all that stuff. I would not be friends with her. <laughs> you no, know, she
3: sounds like an awful human being. She, <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like the kind of person who's always like, I, I, ha- I paid in advance for 10 people for a boot camp and nobody's going to come. So you have to show up.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: That sounds awful.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it would not be my kind of friend either. I'd be like, "I have a I have a thing tonight. I can't. Are you coming to happy hour?" "No, no. You know, I'm not feeling so good." Are
1: you saying she deserved to get murdered?
0: This is Brittany is the murderer. I, oh, okay. I By the <laughs> way, I
2: keep on messing that up because <laughs> I keep on forgetting who's the murdered and who's the murderer.
0: <laughs> Britney we'll we'll come to find out is the murderer right. look at her mugshot
2: god she looks nuts
0: <laughs> the other thing too you know is that in in the two books i read people uh that know her or that knew her describe her as like beautiful and striking and even and i the first pic i showed cash I was was her all glammed up i didn't show her i didn't show him the mugshot I'm just like, she's okay. She, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say she's like strikingly beautiful. She's I said she's just...
2: strikingly basic, and then I snapped.
0: <laughs> In college, Brittany studied sociology. She struggled at first, but then by her sophomore year, she was the star rookie on her soccer team and was, you know, uh, passing her classes. So she was back on track. But Brittany liked to steal. So much... And so often. She loved it. She did. She stole, she would steal 50 bucks, like from her friend's wallet. She would steal a shirt here, a bracelet there. She would even steal, like, textbooks to resell from people. Damn. Damn. There were (laughs) so many reports about her from her teammates that they ended up benching her for the next year. And therefore, she was uh she lost her scholarship and was unable to finish college just 11 credits shy of graduating
2: man that's what you get for trying to stack those chips
3: (laughs) (laughs) not a good look
0: so stupid too it's little things to steal here and there but she was compelled
3: there was a girl like that at my high school um her name was laurie Roggenkamp. no um there's this girl named Amanda and she uh one time I put a necklace that my mom had got me that had my name on it and or my initials on it in my locker and then I come back from I didn't lock it but I just put it in my locker and I come back from the bathroom and she's wearing it and I'm like oh that's my necklace and she's like no 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 it's mine my mom got it for me and I go no those are my initials Bitch. and her name was her name was Amanda, ah. so there's no way that her name, her initials would have been LKR because oh. her name's Amanda. My God. So I had to go to my teacher and tell her, and then I, when I went to my teacher, she left. So there had to be this whole thing where they had to call her and have her come to the thing, to the classroom, and she was like, "I." Uh, she goes, Lori told me I could wear it. And I was like, I did not tell uh. you you could wear it. Oh. Uh.
2: My God. Damn, that's a fucking murderer. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, that woman is Hope Hicks. No. Uh, <laughs>
1: hmm.
3: Anyway, so yeah, that people are just, there's certain people who just like have that attitude. Yeah. of Like, well, I, I want it, so
0: I should have it. Right. So she moved. So Brittany, after dropping out of college, moved to the Washington, D.C. area where two of her sisters already lived. She started dating a dentist who eventually found out she, that she had lied to him about her degree and a few other things. And so he broke up with her.
1: Oh, shit.
0: He also had hired her as his office manager for his dental office, so she lost her job. And, like, dentists always have to do this. I feel like that is a thing that dentists fucking do. They always yeah, they're So they're like, weird.
2: I'm seeing a girl. Yeah. She's from Minnesota. She's new in town. She's going to get her life straight, but in the meantime, why don't you come work for me? We'll fuck do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: she also kept saying, telling him she was brushing her teeth, but it had severe cavities. <laughs> so, I mean,
1: I was just
0: like... That was the line. Yeah. After their breakup, the dentist and his new girlfriend had to file a restraining order against Brittany. She had entered his home and stolen a bunch of the woman's items including a bottle of Vera Wang perfume and a few blank checks.
2: Vera Wang. Is that, is that like really good perfume?
0: It's all right. Yeah, it's good. Mm. It's fancy. Cool. She also, (laughs) she also followed them to different parts of town in her car. Oh no. After a series of jobs and getting evicted out of her nice apartment and moving in with her sister, Brittany got a job at a Lululemon store in Washington, D.C. There, she again was accused of stealing, but what got her fired was a technicality. During a shop night for Lululemon employees, where they gave a 70% discount on Lululemon apparel, the policy also um, made it so that you, your limit was a retail value of $1,000. So you could buy like Five pairs of pants, right? But if it went above a thousand dollars, you had to put like you had to come in under a thousand dollars retail value and then get your discount. So what Brittany did is she asked if she could go over the limit, and the manager, thinking that it would be just by a little, said yes. So Brittany bought two thousand six hundred dollars worth of Lululemon apparel and paid less than seven hundred dollars for all of it.
2: Not bad. That's good savings.
0: <laughs> yeah, it that was
1: good. good.
2: I will say, every single place I've worked at, they've always been like, oh, you get like 20% off or like 15%. i am like, that's not enough, dude.
1: Really? Well, I used to get like 50 to 60. That's what's up. Where? Yeah.
0: Lululemon was 60%. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. I think because they know that it's so expensive and employees are expected to wear the clothes. Like like Katie was saying, it's pretty cultish so like the employees are expected to like wear their clothes to yoga classes outside of work and stuff yeah
1: you have to take yoga classes
0: uh, oh really
2: you
3: have to take yoga
1: really? classes.
0: really wow. yeah it's
1: part of the thing oh
0: i didn't know that yeah that's weird and you have You're to like
1: a model for them
0: pretty much You also have to have those. (laughs) You don't really. But I imagine that you had to have those wooden signs in your house that say inspirational quotes. (laughs) Love starts starts here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't have
2: to be crazy to work here, but it helps.
0: (laughs) So she was fired. And when she raised the alarm... The other Lululemon employees did the same thing, and they weren't fired. Lululemon feared being sued and being uh, brought up on discrimination charges. So they gave her the option to go work at another store. She chose Bethesda, where she met Jaina. She
2: tried to pull the card.
0: Well, she did
2: pull the card. And and it worked. Uh Uh-huh. Very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when it works, it's good. good. I'm, I, I'm not. Good I, I'm no. I'm not supporting her for what she did. I'm saying when you use the card and it works in your favor, good job. But <laughs> you know, she's still a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> Jana, by all accounts, and Jana's the victim. Cash got it. <laughs> Jaina, by all accounts, was a really pleasant and wonderful person to be around. She grew up in Texas with two brothers and her mom and dad. They moved often because her dad was in the military and her mom was a flight attendant. Her dad would take Jaina with him on the Boy Scout troops that he led and gave her badges in secret. So she always grew up around nature and the boys and all that. Her mother, with a master's in child development, encouraged all her kids to try things, but to commit to at least to at least six months or more of it before deciding if they liked it or not. Jaina for her part ended up being an excellent dancer and her instructors told her that she had a feature on Broadway and she did end up dancing in New York for a few gigs when she was still in high school but that's when she talked to another more experienced dancer there who told her what a short career and like competitive life it would be to continue on as a dancer so she switched gears and went into marketing. She studied abroad for two years in Madrid, graduated, and then worked in Halliburton in in Texas. Wow. Before moving with her parents uh, to Bethesda now, where they were reciting, And in her time between college and her untimely death, she had visited every continent except for Antarctica. Wow,
2: she really got out there.
0: That's good. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, she loved adventure. Oh, she's dead. (laughs) <laughs> it's
3: always it's always the like I never you never hear watch a 48 hours or or, or a dateline and it's it's like well she was pretty lazy and didn't really do much it's always somebody who just has such a zeal for life and it's like why did they have to be the one
2: Right she yeah. was a ho- she was a homely girl and loved hot pockets Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: She her, died yeah. at home. Yeah,
2: her favorite meal. <laughs> her favorite meal was pop tarts. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not. Does yoga every day. Goes to different charities. Travels the world. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like I, I mean, to be honest with you, I should be dead. I should be the one dead. She should be living. <laughs> I should be. <laughs> I should have been murdered with a hanger. So.
1: <laughs> we were all thinking it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She was even on track to um, getting a job at the Lululemon headquarters in Vancouver. Mm. Yes. Whoa. Meanwhile, though, that all aside, back to the investigation, Brittany's rape exam came back with no signs of trauma, which is strange for someone who had claimed to have been raped twice once by a wooden hanger police also found a bloody black hat in jana's car and the blood and blood on the door handle the dna had come back as belonging to Brittany. Uh uh-oh fingerprints in the store also matched hers and so then they brought her in for a statement she denied ever being in jana's car and then because they didn't they want to charge her just yet they allowed her to leave Then the next night, she came back to the police station and said that she wanted to add to her statement. So she told them that the guys had told her to move the car and then come back. So she did.
1: The guys told her to do it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: She's just trying to clear. She's now she's going through her head and going, "Okay, what holes are in my story and how can I patch them up?
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, they told me to move the car.
0: They told, yeah, that's exactly what she's like. They told me to move the car and not talk to anybody. If they told me to move
1: the car, I'd be like, uh, bye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
3: Yep. That's, yeah, they told me to move the car, so... But then they said, you better come back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you don't, I'll kill you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... At this point, cops tried another way. They brought her brother in to talk to her and left them alone together in the room. And there's recording devices in the room. So he talked to her and told her to tell him the truth. And Brittany didn't necessarily confess, but she did start crying and she kept saying, I really did forget my wallet. And then she didn't and then that was pretty much it. Then the, the brother basically told her that she needed to be a better liar to the cops if she wanted to try to get out of this. And it was too late for her to plead, like to try to do an insanity plea because she had already made too much sense. So, you know, she yeah. her brother was basically like, it's your SOL. I don't know what to tell you.
3: That's, that's a f- definite family member <laughs> attitude of like, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to say you did it and I'm not going to say you didn't do it. I'm just going to tell you that you need to get your story straight. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's definitely it's definitely like, a, <laughs> yeah, brother, you sister know, kind of dude, thing. You
1: got to figure this out because I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not
0: dealing with ma mom and dad on this one. You're fucking on your own. I don't know what to tell yeah. you.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: it's like when i used to hide my we would get progress reports and i used to hide the progress reports
0: oh yeah yeah. i don't
3: know what i was thinking because grades would came out like two weeks later so i don't know why i always thought like oh i can get my grades up you know these were essentially just like this is what you're gonna see on the grades and uh and i always used to hide the progress reports but i'd hide them in like the most obvious like i put them in the the utensils drawer and so my brother was just like, could you please just find a better hiding place? Mm. Like, <laughs> if you're going to do this, I'm not going to tell you to stop because it's going to be futile, but just, you know, be better at this.
0: Yeah, be better. Yeah. Yeah. So with all that and the DNA evidence mounting up, Brittany was charged with Jana's murder. At the trial, evidence of the phone calls that Jaina that Jaina made to Rachel were not allowed because it was considered hearsay. Even still though, everyone knew she had done it, so her defense sought life with the possibility of parole, while the prosecution sought murder in the first degree with premeditation as their conviction and no possibility of parole. Damn. It was revealed in the trial that the medical examiner found 321 individual cuts stabs and blows to Jaina's body yeah and that was a conservative count made and all of the attacks were made with at least five different weapons
1: that's crazy so like while you're doing it you're obviously with their like with the intent to murder
0: yeah she had she did not she did not hold back at all Evidence showed that she used a foot long metal hanging rack. Those like those big store like you you hang like you know how you could hang like big pieces of Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she used that. She used that a Phillips ranch, a hammer and rope to say the least. Like there's pictures that show that she she probably used like 10 or 12 weapons in total. Damn. Yeah jeez bitch is crazy the saddest part of all was that nearly all the injuries showed signs of blood pumping which meant jaina was alive and fighting for most of them Uh. and it wasn't until a weapon was plunged into her spine hitting her brain that she died oh man The prosecution alleged that Brittany planned it all to keep Jaina quiet, but the defense argued only that it was a murder made in a the panic. They theorized that after killing Jaina, Brittany knew she had to move her car to buy her more time before someone noticed it. So she moved it, then sat in the car thinking about what to do for those two hours. She then went back, tracked the Reebok shoes all over the store, Staged some of the crime scene by emptying the safes, scattering her purse, and disheveling the rest of the store. She then cut herself up with a knife. Examinations on those showed that the angles were all in areas that were reachable by her and that the cut patterns were shallow, mostly going in the same direction.
2: Hmm. That is always that that moment when she's in the car and she's like, okay, yeah. what do I do? That is my favorite part. Of any crime movie, or when someone it's does something good. super fucked up and they're just like, okay, what the fuck what do, do, I I do I do now? now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's the most engaging part because you're just like, dude,
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's it like such just, a fucking yeah. horrible lose situation. Five people's heads off. I don't know.
2: It's nuts.
0: <laughs> it's nuts. God but damn But the
1: fact that it was real and it happened at that's, a Lululemon.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: My God. Yeah.
0: Brittany and one of her brothers took the stand and she apologized to the Murray family and begged the judge for a conviction with the possibility of parole. In return, eight of Jaina's family members took the stand to try to convey the unbelievable pain that Brittany had caused them. The jury convicted her of first-degree murder, life in prison without the possibility of parole. She sits in the Maryland correctional institution for women mm. and that's it that's the story of Brittany norwood and Jane murray the lululemon murder
2: damn namaste
0: could you say that again
2: namaste anybody there we go thank you good I night loved i loved it great
3: i i agree i think that i think throughout history you we see that she tried to rewrite history and tried to rewrite her, like, her, give excuses for her, her behavior. And I think that she thinks that she was just defending herself or was an act of, uh, a, just a spur of the moment act. But I think she legitimately was trying to rewrite history by killing her. She probably thought, if I erase her, then I nobody will know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, uh, I just can't imagine. That's just, uh, That's just that crazy. poor woman. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad one, and it's Thank just you. it's nuts to me still that you that you were there at the time, Katie. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane.
1: Yeah, it was very weird, and that a lot of people know about this murder is crazy because I was like, oh, this is just a crazy murder that happened near my house. right. Yeah, but no, it's like worldwide on all these podcasts
3: (laughs) and you said in the beginning of the podcast that you were told to like be careful because mass vigilantes were like murdering people right yeah so that's like
1: what we were told so it was like so fresh that we didn't know that she murdered yet so the fact that it all unfolded was like whoa
3: that's crazy yeah Do you have anything you'd like to plug
1: um, just eat it, Katie, on TikTok. And uh, I just started an OnlyFans, so uh, it's going to be all lettuce content.
0: Hell yeah. Ooh.
1: Lettuce mukbang.
0: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> get ready.
0: Nice. We'll check that out.
1: I mean, I got to be
3: honest. You do some some tantalizing things with lettuce, so I'm I'm excited, yeah.
0: And check out Katie's uh, TikTok and her Instagram and all her all your YouTube videos. So she's super funny, super great having you on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cash. Is there anything you want to plug today? Oh no, I'm cool. All right, you can. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, have a good night. Bye guys. Bye.